Welcome to another episode of the Proud Rev podcast. I'm your host, Dada Veda Pragyananda. And for those who are coming for the first time, this is a podcast in which we explain the progressive utilization theory and also talk about its relevance or its application to the different issues which are facing our society today. So today's podcast is about the fourth fundamental principle of proud. And before I get into the fourth principle, I can sort of uh, give a short summary of the the first um, three. So the first principle of proud looks at at wealth accumulation. How how should wealth be accumulated in the society? Is there an issue of of too much wealth or how how that would be approached? So if you haven't... uh, listen to that and you can go back to the podcast or you can look it up on our website. And the second principle of Proud is concerned with the the maximum utilization of the wealth of, of the world, whether it be uh, physical or, or or mental or spiritual. And also a very important part of the second principle is what is the rational distribution of wealth? How should wealth be? distributed in an ideal society. And then the third principle looks at our how we make use and how we bring to fruition the, the potential of individuals, their physical, mental, and spiritual potentials, and also how we, we maximize um, or the utilization and the fruition of the, these same mental resources in the whole society as a whole. Then the fourth principle states that there should be a proper adjustment amongst these utilizations, whether it be the utilization of the natural resources or of the human resources. So how should we adjust? How should we juggle all of these different, um, different things which we have at our disposal? We have, we have the physical world to look at, and we have the, the human world, the human resources. How are we going to put them all together in, um, in the right way, which is harmonious and fair and brings about the the well-being of society. So in this principle, um, there is a a few things, there are two main points which I want to stress today, that according to the author, you know, P.R. Sarkar, and he gave a a little bit of a a commentary on this principle, and he states that one of the important things is that we have to make sure that we Look after the welfare of both individuals and of society. Individuals and society. We have to take care of both, not one or the other. And if we look at um, the current or or the economic systems of our past hundred years, we can see like two glaring um, examples where in capitalism there's a tremendous influence or, or there's a tremendous emphasis, I was searching for the word, this tremendous emphasis on, on individuals, so individual welfare, what, how, and there's not much support for the, the social. And then in the communism, especially when it was uh, practiced in the Soviet Union, there was a tremendous emphasis on the state. In fact, there was once a, a very famous uh, debate in Moscow, I think it was, at the World's Fair, and the Vice President Richard Nixon was was there, um, and he was at the American 
the U.S. had like a, a pavilion and there, there was a U.S. exhibition and, and Nikita Khrushchev came by. He was the premier of the Soviet Union. And then the two of them entered into a famous debate. It was called the Kitchen Debate. And then, so Nixon was saying, you see the American system that we have, we have this kitchens here, that we have all these latest appliances. But Khrushchev said, yeah, but we have the Sputnik. So that was really what it was in a graphic way that the capitalism gave importance to the individuals and the Soviet Union gave lots of importance to the state and the uh, glorification of the state. And, and the Americans with the individuals, you know, also during that time of the, um, the 50s, is a famous economist, John Kenneth Galbraith, wrote a book called The Affluent Society. And he remarked also, he said, yes, in America, um, we have an affluent society and, and people, individuals are rich, but then our infrastructure is, is neglected, the state is neglected. So in the ideal world, we're not going to um, starve the people to put up a satellite, but we're not going to also um, glorify individualism at the expense of the society. Both of those things should be uh, enhanced, it's, and it's possible. You can get the right balance where where you're looking for the welfare of individuals and you're also looking for the welfare of the society. So that balance is very important. So that's one of the things what we mean by proper adjustment. We want to bring about the well-being of individuals, but we also want to take care of the well-being of the society. So this is one of the um, important things which I want to state about that. Then there's another thing about adjustment which um, Pierre Sarkar makes when he comments on this um, principle. He says that, you know, there, there are different kind of skills that, that people have. Um, some people have physical skills, um, and some people have intellectual skills, and even there's, there are even, um, there's a kind of um, spiritual, there's a spiritual potential of people which is very important. All of, those, all of them are important. They're very important. But one thing is that those spiritual qualities are rare. Like how many saints do you see walking around in the street? And then intellectual qualities are less rare than spiritual, but they're also comparatively rare. You know, you know, if you go out in the street, how many um, uh, research physicists are you going to meet? And how many uh, doctors of this or that? Uh, or engineers, you know, compared to the, the whole, the mass, they're, they're, they're fewer. So what Sarkar said was that we should make sure that we um, utilize the resources which are scarce, we should protect that, we should, all of them should be valued, you know, whether if someone has, is a, has physical contribution to make or, or mental contribution or spiritual contribution, they should all be valued, but we should make use of, of the proper of the resources that people have, the abilities that people have. So, you, so like, you know, um, Einstein, Albert Einstein used to work in Princeton University. So he was, he was doing research and teaching there. So you wouldn't want him sweeping the hallway. It, it, maybe because in the name of egalitarianism, you can say, yeah, he also has to sweep the hallway. That would be a, a little bit of a waste of the, of the talent of someone if you, if you take away his time for research. So the proudest idea is that, that we should make use of the rare resources and, and, and give them a chance to flourish. Um, and, but respect resources of everybody, respect the abilities of everybody. 
So this is the idea of, of adjustment in, um, in Proud. We want to bring about the welfare of, of individuals and of society, and not one at the expense of the other. The, the economists used to talk about guns and butter. Like they said that you can have, um, you have a choice. You can have um, guns or you can have butter. That was like the, uh, how they used to talk about balancing um, these things. But we, we don't want... Um, we don't want one emphasis and then the other neglected. So we don't want guns, but we, but we want. But we're here. We're talking about. We're, we, we're economists used to talk about guns. We talk about. Let's say talk about society, so roads and bridges, and then and the butter on the, the individuals. You know, your house and your your well-being, your family. So we're not going to build the greatest bridges in the world, but then you're going to um, your house is going to be falling in in disrepair. Your house should be good, but also the social house should be good. So this is what Prout means by there should be a proper adjustment. Now, there were one more point, I almost missed it, but it's very important, um, which Sarkar makes directly, because it just this um, touches on one um, point about the society today, which even some people from my Prout think they will argue with me. But what Sarkar says is that we want the well-being of individuals but we, we don't want to just write them a check, you know, for their um, needs. You just, the government, because you know, we see how the government can just write a check these days. You know, they just print more money. They can do that. But we don't want to do that. Um, but people should have the minimum necessities of life. And how should they get it? We should guarantee that they have employment. And, and with that employment, that employment will give them a living wage. Um, this is this is really so. That's why Prout, from my interpretation, maybe some people would argue with me, does not support this principle or this concept of the universal basic income (UBI), where just um, you get a check. But Prout will support the idea of them guaranteed employment, guaranteed employment. Now, how to bring about that guaranteed employment? Um, this is a thing which I want to bring on some of my economist friends. We can discuss that. But one thing which um, FDR, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, did in the um, time of the Depression, he had, um, in a way, the government was, was became the employer if, of the last resort. So that's the government started the Works Progress Administration and the Civilian Conservation Corps and put people to work. But how we're going to talk about that one time? How they should be? How could there be um, full employment in a in a society? How to get? But but the principle though there is that that we don't want to just let people just become lazy and depend on a check. And now of course the UBI people will jump on me and they will bring their research. But but still the the proud idea is that we want to provide um, guarantee of employment, and this will bring about the right balance. Remember, we're trying to bring about the balance of, of all the um, abilities and talents and resources. So if, if people uh, don't use their abilities, it's, it's also a waste. So we want to make sure that people make use of their uh, whatever ability they have and even not to enhance that ability. So that's the idea of, of the fourth principle, making adjustments. So this is not an easy task. And there are many arguments, how that's going to be done, but definitely you want to bring about a society where individuals are reaching their fullest potential 
and the society itself is healthy because they depend on each other. If you have a healthy society, you'll have healthy individuals. And if you have healthy individuals, and here's one more point in, um, in, in the principle which Sarkar mentions in his commentary, that the individuals who are, who are now you know, becoming healthy and, and well-educated and everything, they should also have a sense that they belong to the society. They should have a sense that, yes, I am part of the society. I have to contribute to this society. It's, it's my moral duty. And actually, and without this concept of, um, that the, of, from the individuals that they're ready to, to give for the society, then collectivity will break down. So we, we, in Prague, and we're going to talk about this more, we want a cooperative economic model. That's, that most of the enterprises will be cooperatives. But cooperatives will not work if people don't have the, the spirit of cooperation. So that's also part of the, this adjustment, that we want healthy individuals and a healthy society, but the healthy individuals also have to have a sentiment to improve the society and work for the betterment of the society. So this is a tall order, I know, but we have to live up to it. So that's the fourth um, principle of Proud, that there should be a proper adjustment amongst the different kinds of utilizations of whether it be natural resources or human resources. So we, we should get the, that picture correct. So we've seen in the last hundred years where it wasn't correct, whether extreme um, state capitalism or so-called communism failed miserably. And, and even we see our own capitalism today, how it's how a few billionaires be can become very rich and many people can be impoverished. We don't want that either. Uh, where people will live in luxury, but the infrastructure will decay to dust. We don't want that either. So the fourth principle addresses these problems and we are going to discuss them more in the coming weeks. So thanks for listening. And um, um, if you like it, just let us know. And if you have some questions also, you can let us know. Send us an uh, email, um, info at theproudalliance.org, or you can comment on the website. And if you, you can subscribe to the, the podcast, you can get it um, sent to you by, by email. You get a notification. There, on the website, there are different kind of subscription options. So I hope you will uh, do that. And I hope that... Um, this is food for thought and that you will come back again. So I thank you very much for listening and I hope to be in touch with you again soon.